Welcome to Hash Time with Navguzi Chiwanuka. This is a place where we help you unravel social constructs, discuss self-development in line with mental health, emotional well-being, and everything in between that directly or indirectly affects us in the millennial world around us. If you're hearing my voice for the first time and are the kind of person who is not scared of being a better version of yourself, even if it requires you to contradict who you were 24 hours ago, consider this your virtual home. I am your host, Nabuguzi Chiwanuka, a lawyer, founder, stroke team lead of Equate Foundation, an addict and lover of insightful conversations, and a professional unraveler of social constructs. For this season's first dialogue, we have the phenomenal Rebecca Nanjago. She is a multi-passionate entrepreneur on a mission to help women become the best version of themselves mentally and physically, and this has been manifested in the content she creates. Nanjago's social platforms have a magnetic effect that leaves you looking forward to what her creative mind will come up with next. In this conversation, she walks us through her childhood experiences, how she figured out what aligns with her spirit, and a lot more about what you may never have imagined. So let's get into it. Rebecca, thank you so much for being a part of Hashtag Minabuzi Chiwanuka. Pleasure. I'm excited to be here. I was actually scared of inviting you. I was like, hey. It's like overreaching. What? Why? <laughs> but I told you the last time I saw you, mm-hmm. like this is someone that I've been admiring on social media for a very long time, and now they're coming on my podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much. And without hesitation, because when I was like, "Hey, can you?" I'm like, "Yeah, wish they are like okay." Mm-hmm. I expected a no. I had to explain myself. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much for saying yes. You're welcome. Honestly, I just have to pay it forward. Like, I am so average. Like, I keep telling people, I am such an average person. Yeah. I, but I've been given opportunities. Of mm-hmm, course, mm-hmm. I've tried in so many w- ways to pave my own way. But people have helped me a lot along the way. Yeah. People have given me their time. They've given me their stories. And that's how I've been able to become who I am today. So if usually anyone asks me for something, I'm like, yeah, I have to pay it forward. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Yes, yes, well, it's, yes. Not already, it's not all the time that most people look back. That Rebecca Nanjago that we know, mm-hmm. or most people know, I'm talking about the we, the people in the digital space, people that don't really know you. We know you for three things, content creation, constant content creation the person that doesn't rest challenges you all the time digital marketing and the person that makes those pictures eh? Aye. it's like you're bored let me go and have instagram page and like wait and marvel at this person <laughs> help us understand who rebecca nanjago is oh <laughs> that's a tough question actually yeah <laughs> that's a tough question but i am a deeply creative person i enjoy spending time alone yeah 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 it's i don't know it's the best for me because it's therapeutic i enjoy creating because it's i think a form of therapy for me i'm just like okay let's see what could happen let's oh yeah see. and you're like what this is what happened oh you also get marveled by your own work yeah okay sometimes yeah 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 but yeah i'm a homebody i'm a homebody i rarely leave this house um i think because i'm like an energetic i'm very affected by energies and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. places that i am and you know people i'm around and I know that because I enjoy creating, I have to guard myself and my energy. Yeah. I have to rest enough. I have to stay true to my routines. Because it's what gives me life. How do I explain it? Is it maybe you have something, everyone has something that another person can do and feel tired. Yeah. But yeah, for you, yeah, it's just yeah, like, it's yeah, giving me energy. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, giving me yeah, energy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that thing is very important like it's almost like a spiritual practice for me so yeah that's that's who i am um 
the older I grow, I become more introverted, which is funny. <laughs> the older you grow, yes. you become more introverted. introverted. It's quite early. Like, yeah. You're going to withdraw from the world. <laughs> and you're going to withdraw from the world oh by 40. It surprises me so much because I used to be like ex- an extreme extrovert. Like completely 100% extrovert. Yeah. But now I'm like an ambivert. It's so funny. It's so funny. So was, yeah. Do you think it was just your making or were you conditioned by society at that moment? Because there is a, there is this system that we built around that mostly accepts extroverts as opposed to introverts mm. like for us you see the ganda mm. don't even have a particular word for an introvert they say oh you're watima mm. like it's a negative thing because i think we're they believe we all have to be social and things like that so do that's you that's interesting mm-hmm. that's very interesting actually never thought about it like that I like the fact that you've brought that up. Like culture actually doesn't have our culture. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't yeah. have like a word for an introvert. Because maybe you're considered timid. Montuabantu, you know, for the yeah. extroverts. Yeah, for the extroverts, mm-hmm. yeah. But for me actually I don't think so. I yeah. think that from the time I was a kid I was just yeah, on the run, speaking. I remember my dad always <laughs> told me, keep quiet, I'm speaking to an adult. Then after two minutes, I'll be back and hear the same thing. I'm speaking to an adult. Yeah, so I've always been that, you know, outspoken. Up to today, like, I can enter a room. I don't know anybody, but I will speak to everybody. Yeah. I'm like, hi, how are you? Have a deep conversation with them. I won't shy away. Like, I don't have that shyness mm-hmm, around mm-hmm, people. Mm-hmm. But I think growing older has brought, I think you have more conversations within. Yeah. And you are appreciate quant- quality of a quantity. Right, 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 right. So even my conversations, I want them to be quality conversations. If, so I have to, I need, so for you to do anything that's of quality, you need time alone to fill yourself with that quality to do some rituals because if you're always out there having conversations giving then you're overspent so I don't Mm. know if it's an energy thing of like you grow old and you have less energy (laughs) or it's a quality (laughs) thing but yeah that's how it has been for me yeah Yeah. and what was Rebecca Nanjago like at the age of maybe six to eight huh that's a tough question because if I tell you something, my friends are going to say I'm lying <laughs> because they know me and they know that my memory doesn't work like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't have memories, but because I think my childhood was very difficult mm. and it's usually a trauma response, I've read about it, yeah, where yeah, your brain yeah, just yeah, forgets yeah, yeah, so yeah, many things. Yeah. So I wouldn't. I know that I won't be telling you the truth when I say that it's at that specific age. Mm-hmm. But I know that my childhood, I was extroverted, playful. I still am. <laughs> you, you still are. I am extremely playful. Extremely <laughs> playful. <laughs> extremely. Um, someone once described me as a 60-year-old and a 6-year-old at once. All in one person. Yes. At once, like it can even happen in a minute. You'll experience two of those people at once. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that was the best description of someone that has ever somebody has ever given to me. Mm-hmm. But as a child, I was extremely playful. I was the type of person who my parents always handed me over for trouble. You know, like when you grow hand up, you over how guys like we grew up in Alia, but it was it was rural. So it was those rural communities. Too. Yeah. Yeah. It was rural. Yeah. And people had plantations and things like that and mangoes and stuff. So in every household, there was like a stubborn kid. I was that kid and would team up with other stubborn kids during playtime. Okay. So would go and, you know, harass people's fennet trees, jambula trees, whatever, all over. So parents speak within themselves and say, this are, would you not? My parents would be like, of course, in this house, it is this one. Wow. Yeah. In the neighborhood, <laughs> I would play a lot. Like my friends knew 
when my parents were coming like we're coming and then you run i was the type of person <laughs> extremely <laughs> playful extremely talkative yeah and then i like to use my hands to mm-hmm, create mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. art draw make earrings make what yeah, yeah. as an artist yeah definitely. <laughs> what did you kid. what did you want to be while growing up I didn't know what I wanted to be while I was growing up, actually. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking, I want to be either a DJ Yo. or a dancer. Whoa. But that was after now, I could actually say it. Because it took me long to to say it. I would always say, lawyer. Because I'm like, okay, that's more artsy. Like, it's not science and stuff like that. I yeah. always came up with something to try and fit. I'll just say, okay, lawyer, but I didn't believe it. So one time, like, my parents sat me down. And I said, you know what? The truth is you guys aren't to be a DJ or a dancer. Wow. That's it. My dad looked at me. <laughs> my dad looked at me. Like, my stepmom pulled me <laughs> oh away. Goodness. And told me, like, she found me. And she said, you know what? It actually doesn't matter. Whether you want to be a DJ or a dancer, she it's affirmed okay. you. She affirmed me at that time. That's one of my most pleasant memories of her. Yeah. Because as a kid, you need that. Mm-hmm, you're not mm-hmm, crazy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in school, I was winning like best dancer at Hillside. Like, I was winning like three years in a row. As like really great at dance. Yeah. Yeah. I was even like a sporty kid. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Like, I would play javelin, anything that required me to be, like, outdoors, dance, exp- that was me. Sing. For yeah. all the schools I've gone to, I am known for being on stage. You know, like, even though I was there for a time, I performed. Wow. I was that type of person. That's why I wanted to be a dancer. <laughs> <laughs> How long did this dream last? Um, it lasted until uni for yeah, the part yeah, of this yeah, of a DJ. Yeah. So I think first year we had internship as in Mokono UCU mm-hmm. for uh, so I think we had internship first year and second year mm-hmm. still and I went to Hot 100. I actually got the job. I went and said, guys, I want to be I want to be an intern, and they said, okay, you can be an intern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I saw, first of all, I really tried to be on radio, but I think my voice is so tiny and I speak slowly. I listen to that. <laughs> Now, when I like, I'm recording my own podcast. I'm like, why do I speak so slowly? Now you see now. Now I'm speaking. Yeah. But me in my head, I'm speaking normally. But when I go back, when you go back and listen to this, you're gonna be like, why is she slow? <laughs> like, no, you're not slow because at least we're having the conversation, and I can tell. Okay, maybe. <laughs> but when I'm speaking alone, like yeah. I am really slow. I don't know why. So this, uh, so this guy said, ah, oh, no, 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 no. I can't and so funny because we're recording at my house and his house is right there mm-hmm. right now like I know him now he gave me the opportunity but he said no you can't be on radio cause like your voice just doesn't work for radio I was like okay that's a bummer I didn't feel like I needed to push more because of what I saw in the industry mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. guys were broke <laughs> <laughs> Though broke, I just knew. <laughs> That's not your call. Yeah, I'm like, no, I think I was confused. <laughs> I mean, we got to score to make money. Yeah. <laughs> all these years of education. <laughs> this. No, no, no. Oh my goodness. Like, would sit and, like, the, the, the director, the owner of the station would tell guys, the presenters, stop using stop using my name to get free drinks and the guy's like but you don't pay us enough and, but people expect we have money and i was like these guys be living are lying and they are broke nope i just say so that's where my <laughs> dream <laughs> for being a, a presenter or whatever ended yeah yeah and what did you shift to in that moment how, how was it like for you style. to transition from something that you wanted for some time and then, like, no, and when dealing with brokenness. Actually, did you know what I wanted to do? After that? After that, because I was like, okay, maybe I reclaim the life my dad had as a banker. And mm-hmm. so, again, God is just so, like, the Lord is our shepherd, guys. It's true. Yeah. We are like yeah. sheep, and he's yeah. like, oh, yeah. they're just yeah. shepherding us. 
Mm-hmm. My next internship was Bank of Uganda. My dad worked there all his years. Yeah. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay, let's try this out. Let's try this out. I can be a banker, maybe. I like it. The part that I loved was studying. I actually really love to study. It's so yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. I like the fact that they were teaching us about uh, policies, the, like how the bank works, because that was it. We didn't really do much. Mm-hmm. It was a month of just studying to make you understand how the central bank works. Yeah. How they come up with, I've forgotten how it's called, it's been so many years, that monthly rate, mm-hmm. that monthly thing they come up, central business. Uh, I'm going to butcher this and let's just keep quiet. But they, they announce something monthly. Yeah. The thing is the inflation and whatever. I just remember feeling like, wow. But then, I just left knowing I don't work there. It just didn't align with your spirit? It didn't align with my spirit because I already felt old or dead as a human being inside. Mm-hmm. It didn't light me up. Because people strolled in at nine then we had lunch is two hours so we start at midday until two you're just there ah some people are sleeping there's always tea in the corridors um then you know you can start leaving at about four and you go yeah i was i think i just can't work for any government entity because there's no fastness mm-hmm, there is mm-hmm, no mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. you and being in a culture like that you are actually going to be like that. There's the the odds of you becoming a person who thinks outside the box. All of those are not there. Yeah. So I left, and I was like, ah, you know. Also, this one doesn't align with me. Went right. back to uni, graduated, and because because I started selling clothes while at uni. Oh, you did? Yeah, because I needed to get by. The money from home was not enough. How did you come to think of that? I always liked style. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I like to dress mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. I love to shop. But my dad really retired early. He had me, he had us, I'm his firstborn, and he had me in his 40s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he retired at 55. Boy. So he had, like, maybe, like, 12, 13 years, 14 years before retiring when he had me. Mm-hmm. So he retired when I was in, I think, maybe S2. That's when he retired. And like you're used to a soft life and that's not there anymore. But the thing that has even today is my biggest, biggest flex, biggest defense mechanism is my clothing. It's my clothing. Style is deeply personal for me because of that. Mm-hmm. Because I knew I all I needed to do to show up like everything at home is okay is dress me. Oh. Nobody knows what's in your suitcase. Nobody knows that your parents gave you 20k. Mhm. Mhm. You get as pocket money. Nobody knows that you've been at home and eating rice and beans yeah. on Sunday and yeah. portion and beans that other week. Nobody knows that shit. And there's no way you can explain like you're in a school where there's people who are worse than you and then there are people who are doing so much better like they have all these things and then i was from a school that was really good as like i already had my cred (laughs) i already had my street cred i didn't see this thing of my dad retiring and our lives crushing Mm -hmm. i didn't see that as a kid me i already had my persona i was already used as a teenager and i was in s2 of all things and that's a prime age it's a prime age y'all so I started going to markets. There was one there in Chihuahua. You get there. Before you know it, you're like, okay, there's this one. You know, we know. And I always knew that I couldn't buy Chinese things. Like quality, fabric, all those things really matter to me. You so already knew. I already knew that. But I think because my parents... I didn't know anything about that. <laughs> you know, what at that age. It's so funny. I think it's because of the things like my dad had like gotten us accustomed to. Oh, oh, oh. You just oh. touch this and you know it's not that one. <laughs> no. <laughs> To get authentic things yeah. at a price that is reasonable of if they're going to give you 20k, you know, like in 5k, you'll be able to get like a sweater. Yeah. My friend, you have to go to the market to get that sweater that's different, that is still high quality. That's so up to today. Style is my biggest, 
defense mechanism like i will come you know i don't drive i use bikes mm. i use bikes i'll enter a room i have 5k in my pocket and i've come on a border but please people are not going to think they can't mess with me just think <laughs> think well. they can't mess with me so yeah so naturally i got into that's the time when like fashion blogging was coming on the scene by the time like we graduated I started to watch E a lot and realized I'm like okay so I'm going to do this style thing and I started because I already was shopping my friends were working I wasn't working yet yeah 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 so I'd buy shop, clothes for them for work from the market give I was making money for me straight out of campus straight out of campus I was making money in business I was staying with my parents anyway I always had money but there was this place that I interned in when I was in Essex Park Mm-hmm. I always liked working, but I think you love working because you know your circumstances at home. Ah. Uh, oh. Yeah. You are supposed to survive. You're supposed to survive. Like you can't go and all the time ask for deal. <laughs> all the time ask for like you know we're at home just stay without deal. You <laughs> But then you see your friends. One, I learned I could make money. <laughs> it's like a light was like shone in. I could make money. Me, I could make money and make my dreams come true. Okay. <laughs> I started in Essex. I was working. Wow. Yeah. So this guy who became my boss then looked at me and called me and said, "Oh, I see you're you're finished uni. Are you working?" I said, "No, but I'm good." I'm good. I'm doing make a business. I'm good. I wasn't yeah. even looking for jobs. I'm telling yeah. you. He says, "Okay, there's like a position. Someone is leaving. Come and see if you like it." I said, "I, I know you guys. You don't pay well." I remember those days I pay when I was in it. I think mm. when you come, let they remove your lunch. Ah. Hey. <laughs> I just knew I didn't like suffering. I was like, I'll sell my clothes until I get that job that is for me. Yeah. You can. Wow. So the guy said, "No, come and try it out for two weeks. If you like it, it's okay. This person's coming back after two weeks anyway. Mm-hmm, if you mm-hmm, don't, mm-hmm. that's the only way he got to me. I was like, two weeks? Okay, I could do that. Yeah. Oh my God! When I got into the world of advertising, that was it. Oh, it was an ad, an ad position. Yeah, yeah, just like casting, what people? Because mm-hmm. I really love people. I love conversations." everything like my whole life was i love my job so much that i would go to work on sunday and just sit on my desk and do things yeah without being called in no i suppose work monday is friday but i loved what i did so 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 much yeah yeah so i worked there for five years yeah and left and because i was going to ask you how you got into the space of digital advertising mm-hmm. i mean those particular ads of Jamson? Is it called Jamson or Jamason? I keep hearing people uh, calling it names. Honestly, even me, it like plays me. Because mm-hmm. I even asked in the briefing and they said it's called Jamson. But you know what What uh, thing it does? It's because Rihanna in her song says, All of the Jamason thinking. Oh. Yeah. Oh, she says that word? Yeah. I didn't know it was that. <laughs> Why did I didn't know. Oh, what have I been singing? <laughs> oh, wait, I did. Yeah. Oh. So that's where the confusion comes from. Oh, I don't let the Germans I'm thinking. Drink to that. Yeah, yeah. I just know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just know, yeah, yeah. I don't know. What was I saying before? Yeah, so we were like, okay, probably it's Germans, but the thing is, also, when you're singing, you're not really saying the thing how you know. Or maybe it's even how that's just how she pronounced it. But mm-hmm. it's actually Jungsan. Yeah. So I also interchanged them. Because, because I remember I remember someone commented, I think I shared a post of yours, and someone commented, and a Muslim commented, she's like, I don't drink alcohol. But this chicken really want to take this drink. <laughs> she actually reached out to me and told oh, me Oh, she did? Yeah. Uh-huh. She's like, no. <laughs> if, it, if I wasn't a Muslim... I would like even in person, like when we at the podcast day thing, she told me she came and said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I yeah. am the one. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, it's, the, uh, it's only because I'm a Muslim I've been drinking that thing. <laughs> because now, I don't think you 
I don't know, you could explain this to us. Because we understand adverts to, you know, you have a crew that comes, the cameras are in different directions for them to capture something. How do you go about this on your own? First of all, I'll have to give a lot of credit to advertising, working in advertising mm, for mm, five years, mm, 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 for mm, sure. Mm, mm. But that guys, you're most creative when you have nothing. When you have nothing. You are your best when you are striving to survive. Your brain works different. Okay. So now, when, when you have all this people thinking for you, there's a producer, there's a camera person, there's yeah, what? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you have all these people to discuss with. Your, your brain is at, is at ease, in a way. Mm. So I feel like, for me at least, I feel like, mm, this should be. Okay? But now, for me, I only have my phone. Yeah. I only have my phone, which I saved up for. And I mean, I'm not just about buy like iPhones whenever they come out. No. Because it's co- this one cost me 3.5 million of my money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. going to use it and I can use my old phone until it's done. But I'm a content creator. I, thank God I've started monetizing. So now I can like have budgets to plan for things mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even though it's not like stable, you don't have money coming in over time, right? So if I have my phone. Yeah. And I know. People are not going to like my picture based on the quality because it's like whatever. And I don't have a location. Because mm. getting in locations in Kampala is so hard. Hard. It's so hard. People don't allow you to take pictures. People don't understand. There's all this stuff. The only thing I have is this wall. <laughs> I have this wall. I have the sky. You start paying rent for it. It's like you're overusing. <laughs> I parent. What do you mean? It's my book. <laughs> like there's your home. Yeah. But now you're like, you know what? You, you've done so much for uh, me. You need... <laughs> I have the wall yeah. of my home. And then I have the sky, which everybody has. Like mm-hmm, what, mm-hmm. what do I have that I can work with? Trust me. When you have only one wall, you look for 50 ways to use that wall. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. So it's in the props. It's in my movements. It's in how maybe sometimes I put up a bed sheet but because I have to think outside the box because I know I don't have access to all these beautiful locations yeah. that the people I look out to have look mm-hmm. up to have I don't have that yeah thrift shop mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a moment when we had the membership I actually got to know the thrift shop first mm-hmm. and then found membership what did I learn on membership via Facebook? Because it could never have been Facebook. <laughs> Rather, you couldn't. Instagram. It could never be Instagram. It's, for me, Instagram just learning things yeah. about it. We had you talking about your love for fashion mm-hmm. from the age of from the time I was a kid. That one I know. From the time you were a kid, not just fourteen. No, from the time I was a kid, I loved. I loved to dress up. Yeah, I loved to dress up. Those things are going to charge. You think I'd be normal? What? Yeah. Stella's always been. For, well, for me, what mom brought, I, I don't what? think I even cared. I wouldn't wear it. <laughs> just bring. What do you mean you just bring? Are you crazy? <laughs> she always had to think for me. I don't even think I had the choice because she's already here. I'll just have to wear it. Uh-huh. <laughs> don't have to. <laughs> How does someone get into your space of thrifting that is your customer mm. mm-hmm. because before we had the membership there was a link for people to join mm. and now the membership closed yeah yeah so you just uh, type thrift shop mm-hmm. ug on instagram I'll be thrift there. shop ug yeah that's mm-hmm. where it is instagram mostly it's also on facebook where for some reason facebook has just never worked for me my yeah. clothes go there, but in a year, we'll get like two orders. Actually, not orders, inquiries. <laughs> yeah, so it's mostly active on Instagram. Mm-hmm. We, the things also go on Facebook, but like 
I don't know, most of our pa- people are on Instagram. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's so where fashion is mostly pictures yeah. and. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. thrift shop UG. So, if you are a type of person that likes solid colors, yeah. Solid colors. Someone yeah. has to understand that language. Okay. So, you like solids. Like, you see this top up more. Okay, they can't see. They can't. Black. Yeah, like <laughs> colors, like plain colors. Mm, 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 yeah. Mm. Like minimal prints. I'm the type of person. Like, that's what we stock. Yeah. For a minimalist, for someone who likes clean style, who is whose style is classic, you yeah. know, something yeah. that's yeah. timeless, you wear it today, wear it next, eh? even when you are 20 years from now, can still have a place in your closet. Mm. For that type of person, you'll definitely, definitely love the shop. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I asked you that question because personally, maybe I didn't follow up after I saw the notice membership is because I was like, no, I was planning to, I was planning to pay. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like there are people like me who could have gotten the notice but didn't know how best to move forward. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because oh, I don't know, did you ever notify us? I sent oh, out maybe. an email and for the members and then put up I don't think not- I got the email. Really? Or maybe I saw from the email. I don't know where I saw it from. But then I also put up a notice mm-hmm. on IG mm-hmm. on my status because most of our members really have my number. Yeah. And I said, you know what? We are discontinuing the membership. Yes. But the thing is, if I can still send you clothes, mm-hmm. but like it won't be at the same rate of like I'm sending you a hundred, like pick three at a hundred K. You'd have to yeah, pay yeah, yeah. for every individual piece. Mm-hmm. So... I really am passionate about affordable clothing because I told you in this interview earlier how style has saved me, continues to save me. So I understand the power of dressing well. I understand that. I want that to be accessible Mm -hmm. to everyone. So my prices really range between 10, 10, no, 15 to 45K. That's it. There's There's nothing pricier than 45k so when you came up with this uh idea of thrift shop yeah you've talked about the bit of it helping you to survive but you also talked about that moment when you were like i don't have to look like my problems (laughs) did do you did you have that in mind for your customers as well affordable completely completely completely. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for me thrift shop helps me continue to pay tribute tribute to that girl Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Oh. It helps me continue to pay tribute to that girl. That's why it's something I've done for a very long time. Yeah. I don't think there were like online shops that were proudly selling secondhand clothes until me. In this country. Mm. People How long have you been in it? I just came to find out about thrift shop maybe, I don't know, last year. Because I started actively posting maybe in 2017 where I'm like, yeah, and I made it look like legit. It's secondhand mm, clothing mm, and I said mm, it's sourced mm, from, mm. like proudly. Because it was still something that was shunned upon, but it I knew it would help me. Yeah. So it's after I started, that's why so many people know the thrift shop. After I started, that's when so many other thrift. But people, because there are more thrift shops. Oh my God, there's so many. <laughs> people keep saying like, do they say, have that word thrift shop? Yeah. Meanwhile, I thought it was the one that you come up with. <laughs> no. <laughs> Until I got, where did I go? I was like, wait, this is this is a general word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It means pre-loved, really pre-worn, not new. Oh yeah, I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know. I think it was must have been after watching a certain lady being interviewed, and she was talking about her past, talking about her aunt, how she loved thrifting, and I'm like, wait, this 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 is an international word. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was your word. I love you, aunt. I love you. That's funny. Yeah. 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 So that's that's at the core of my shop. It's at the core for that yeah mm-hmm. so just helping women dress well that's why i even try and really educate because i understand so many people have like people have full closets but they they don't show up correct <laughs> imagine spending your money to look yeah. confused oh my goodness look at yourself oh no what? Yeah. okay 
Mm. You're actually paying money to look bad. Why? <laughs> okay. Why? So you looking at me? <laughs> I don't get that because the truth is, yeah, what's in your brain matters. Like I remember me and my dude, like when I met him, mm-hmm. I really didn't like his style. One of the reasons why I gave him such a hard time was like, this dude can't be my dude. Because like, how am I going to stand next to him when he's this disorganized? Mm-hmm. He didn't also understand the concept of style. But now, what? Amanda, me I ran away from some guy. He looked like a dummy for me. Yeah. Like, come down. <laughs> come down. Why do I find you like this? <laughs> he was, for him, it's not like too Meanwhile, bad. yeah. I'll yeah. come in my truck pants, yeah. a t-shirt. Yeah. I'm finding you with a bow tie. Why? <laughs> Why? Opposites <laughs> No, it failed for me. I, like it couldn't align with me. So like, what is wrong with this guy? Yeah. Calm down. Yeah. Ah. Oh for me, oh it failed. God. And then another time, like for him, he was always looking for fashion. One time he came with his pants flipped. Yeah, it's just something he loves. Like how you love it. Meanwhile, it was not yet common at that time. We were like, yeah, this is new. Like. <laughs> oh my god, that is no, expression. No, for me, I'm a little traditional, mm-hmm. you know. I think because I mostly keep with my mom and the things she frowns upon, I end up frowning upon them. Friend, I give you credit for giving me my damaged pants, my first pair. Yeah. And so far, the only one, I'll need more. <laughs> I love it. I'll need more. I tried, I was scared. Actually, even when I wore them, she didn't notice. I had to first, they're like, hey, check. Mm. She's like, <laughs> yeah but now i think she's getting normal to her yeah and it's them. your responsibility i wear them and she, she, she doesn't even see but yeah. before them she'd be like why would someone buy torn uh, clothes uh, exactly yeah <laughs> and it's your responsibility because she's from a different time mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm, but now mm-hmm. so she, she's like but now if because like if your child someone in your house does it then they make it a bit normal yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so i was telling you so my dude told me how him he never saw style like that because he thought the only thing that mattered was what was in his brain yeah right yeah and i was like wow that's interesting because i also think what's in my brain matters but <laughs> i just know that before i speak someone is sizing me mm, that's right right I need to walk. You're impressed by what you see. You think I'm a serious person. I know what I'm doing. And then when I speak, you're even more impressed. Mm-hmm, 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 <laughs> you understand? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then I don't want to appear frumpy and nobody actually wants to speak to me. They're actually not going to know what's in my brain. That's right. Yeah. That's right. People see you before they hear you mm. in normal life. So your appearance really, really should matter. It should communicate what you are as a person inside. Yeah. Yeah. And style is very, it's very expressive, really. It's very expressive. Your, our clothes, our choices of what we wear really speak a lot about who we are as a human being. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even when you say, like, your style is very conservative because, but you see why you've given, you've given us a reason. <laughs> you've told us something about you. Yeah. Right, but just how you dress, and yeah, later now when you say you're my mom, and this is mm-hmm. it, it makes sense. You I ju- actually just thought about it when we we're talking, yeah. Like, mm, wait, this could yeah. be the reason. <laughs> so, you've taken us through the journey of your styling, your digital marketing side of life when you're going through all these phases of life or venturing into these different fields. To figure out what really works for you what did your mental health look like oh my god oh my god <laughs> mental health i love this question i love mental health i love everything mm-hmm. self-care anyway i life didn't start for me really until i healed a certain big trauma in my life I don't think I was ever living. I think I was surviving. Mm-hmm. Right? So, I've always been a person that wants to know more. I've always been described as somebody who is older than my age. Yeah. But I had a very rough 
childhood growing up which maybe contributes to the type of person that I became older than my age because I was dealing with things that I wasn't supposed to deal with at a young age mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I had a lot of built up anger I don't even know how to make you understand it Anne-Marie I was angry I was an angry child to a point that when we were living in Essex you know the last conversation you have as a class and what you guys as a did, class you guys did have that Mm-mm. oh my god like as a class have, yeah like what happens <laughs> <laughs> like you're sitting in a class and someone says okay guys so this is our last of our work. oh yeah no i didn't and who has some that. who has something to say so it's my class oh i didn't That's experience that besides speaking trust me this guy came stood up and he actually gunned at me he was like all these two years i've just never understood that girl he mentioned my name of course i was shocked and he's speaking about how i'm always angry yeah. um just this person that nobody can just come and speak to like like it it was always a defense mechanism like my toughness because i'm not a tough person mm-hmm, mm-hmm, i'm mm-hmm. really really soft it's really soft and sweet but that has always been my defense mechanism but because I was carrying a lot of anger the guy stood up and actually spoke for a long time about me i don't i've never understood her a classmate a classmate and it's really like those weird guys who i don't know just never speak never speak they're always into their books they just i don't know i've probably had like two conversations with him in two years not even actual conversation but for some reason that guy saw me in he saw my brokenness Of course he didn't communicate it like that but I was a very complex human being for him. Yeah. And his last words was to convey that <laughs> in our class. I knew like and you like no something was off there. Something was off. But then I'd never I didn't have a memory of experiencing familial love. Mm. Like being accepted by my family and being loved. I didn't have that experience. I didn't know what that was and I didn't think I was missing it. Yeah. Until I lived for Essex back as really done with just staying home because of the circumstances. And I called up my cousin and I said she she was pregnant. I said I could come and help you. I'm in Essex back. Mm-hmm, I could come mm-hmm, and help mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. And I told her anyway the truth is I can't live here anymore. I I was my stepmom was not the kindest person. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so I said, you know, I don't think. She said, "Okay, I'll speak to your dad." My dad was like, "Yeah, happy, take her, whatever." And that was the first time in my life I felt loved by a family member. So as expect, loved. That's like 18 years of age. Yes, I was 18. And as she said the same like we were sitting and you eat the same food not that at my home you couldn't eat the same mm-hmm, food mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but like my stepmom had her kids yeah and me m- me and my sister came from a different mom who left us and there was always that thing of you guys are not the ones like yeah even in the you pocket money here. you don't belong yeah i never belonged so eh in this person have an guy belonged <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness i belonged i remember christmas because i never had a christmas present what christmas there was never a christmas tree what do you mean i never had a christmas present never in your life never in my life and then they give me the same money they give the kids because you know um, i said i can come and help in my head really i'm thinking i'm coming like a maid as wow. who is coming from a family that's tell you know those cousins of yours that don't do so well mm-hmm, and you go to a cousin mm-hmm, that does mm-hmm, well mm-hmm. really you're going to go and do housework it's the truth yeah so even when I was offering myself there i knew that's you what knew I, what you were going for i knew that's what i wanted to do so i would for me it was an event for money it was for peace of mind getting out of the system getting out of the system so i i go and i remember christmas They gave us all 100k which was big cuz me 
my dad gave me Man, 50k. At that age. Yeah. My dad gave me 50k for the first time and once in my life as pocket money and I thought I had to give him back change. Oh. You know, I was like it was a lot like I was just between 20 and 10, 20, 30. Mm-hmm. From that time I was at, like I started boarding school. So 100k to buy Christmas presents and the best part about it is you had to buy Christmas presents for everybody. Oh, yeah, it's not for you. You don't buy for you. I love that so much. <laughs> so how we set up they give you 100k and you buy for everybody. So you buy for the kid, you buy for her, you buy for her husband. You see how yeah, to use yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But then you have to remember now everyone is doing that for you. Then in the morning of <laughs> Christmas, we woke up and then you sit before you brush it and everyone is excited. Everyone wakes up early. Sits around the tree. Yeah. And then you have all these beautiful cards written to you and all these presents. You have like five presents. What? <laughs> <laughs> wow. MG. Yeah, and my cousin is so kind. She's one of the kindest people. So, I felt like I belonged. And I'm telling you, my softness started from there. Yeah. Yeah. My softness started from there. I became a softer person. My anger started going. I stopped being as rough as I was because I stayed with her for like I stayed with her for a while because like even I went to uni from her place. Then I would come back weekends. It's like come back we shop. I should send me money. Yeah. I felt I belonged. And I think that's why I have my podcast connectivity because people connectivity. People need to mm-hmm. connect. People need to feel like they belong. They can't cuz that's that happened to me. And so from there I started realizing that I'd changed. I realized that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So from a very, from, from an early age you started reading yourself. Yes. I was yeah. very aware of who I was. Though I wasn't aware of like why I was like that. Mhm. But I was just realizing, mm, I'm I'm why aren't I like other people? Like, yeah. So, then after university, because like even in uni, the first book that I read that I loved was The Secret. That helped me realize that, oh my god, all these things. Then from there I got an obsession for books yeah. and personal development and TED Talks and YouTube, all those things. That mm-hmm. helped me realize like my problems where I was stuck. I did like deep work. And that's when my life started. When I said to understand my patterns, why mm-hmm. I was like this, why I was That's when my life started. And so until today, like my mental health is a priority. I if I'm going cuz I go to markets to the market to shop on Tuesdays. Yeah. And my bike guy picks me up at 6:30 a.m. a.m. But I have to wake up at 5:30. So at 6:30 I'm a nice person. <laughs> okay? And do my rituals and feel my yeah, yeah, yeah. meditate because I know my mental state is that thing that I'm keeping with me throughout the day. Mhm. Mm-hmm. So I have to wake up an hour early to nurture it. Oh yeah. Even if I have to wake up really early because I have an early start of the day. Mhm. Yeah, that's something I don't play with. It's something I don't compromise on because I know that's the reason why you say good morning to someone and they abuse you. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, say good yeah, morning to yeah, someone, yeah, they give yeah. you a hug. and smile at you and actually have a conversation that's going to connect. Mhm. That's the only piece. So I don't play with that. Yes, my very long long answers. So. <laughs> It's helpful. Yeah. You never know. I mean, at some point someone connects from there. Mm. They get to also reflect. Yeah. And look at themselves because these conversations are mirrors. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah. If someone wants to connect with you, mm-hmm. how do they find you? Okay, I'm everywhere, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter mm-hmm. at Rebecca Nanjego. Yeah. All accounts have All Rebecca Nanjego. That's it. And you have to talk about your podcast as we sign out. Ah, 
<laughs> yeah. Where do they find your podcasts? They need to oh. listen to the connecting conversations. Ah, uh, so it's everywhere you find podcasts, really. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called connectivity, but the T is chai. Kachai. Yeah, yeah, Kachai. Yeah, yeah, so connect yeah. T, V, then Chai. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's why you can find. You'll see my face there, smiling with a cup. Yeah. yeah. Connectivity. If you podcast. enjoy podcasts, it's something that you love. Right. Thank you so much for giving us your time, giving You're us welcome. your story, yeah. and sharing your vulnerability. Pleasure, pleasure. Oh, and lastly. Mm-hmm. They need to come check out your episode because I hosted her first, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I hosted her first, and yeah. of course, I opened her up because I like vulnerable conversations. It's just thinking right. about grief. And yeah, 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 yeah. So it was actually my first time to really have that. Yeah, I felt like I had to let go. Yeah, because I was keeping it for a long time. Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad that you gave. Yeah, that I, I'm glad that my space gave you that. Yeah. So thank you so much for the spaces that you create, especially for us from Funa and Pola to get clothes. <laughs> <laughs> pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. Bringing you these conversations lights me up. Talking about mental health equally does. Najiko's gems in this conversation are quite a serious tech, especially at a time when most of us are drawing on new year resolutions and i hope that when you are pursuing is that the word when you are yes when you are pursuing your goals one of the things or all of the goals that you're focusing on light up your spirit Thank you for tuning into another episode of Hashtag with Navuguzi Chwanuka. If you loved what you heard, make sure you subscribe to Hashtag with Navuguzi Chwanuka in your podcast platform of choice. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Castbox. Castbox is the most recommended podcast platform from my end. It's user-friendly. You need to try it out. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast in any of the podcast platforms of your choice especially cast boxes wink wink (laughs) and share the conversations with your friends share the podcast with your friends all of us need each other and these conversations are going to help us thrive in life also feel free to share what connected with you on social media and be sure to tag us we are at hashtag on facebook and instagram and on twitter our handle is at htnk podcast htnk is caps lock and podcast is in small case you can also reach us on our email htnk podcast at gmail.com your reviews are welcome i look forward to hearing from you and i'll see you in the next episode and until then focus on what lights you up <laughs>